You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past, and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start and join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Eric McGrew with Eric Street Service in Montrose, Colorado. And as you can tell, today is super, super snowy. Um, recently, I recorded a podcast episode that talks about five things you should know about starting your own small tree service company, or really any tree service company, I think. But definitely it affects uh, small operators a lot. And that one of the five was equipment, right? Equipment failures in particular. Um, just the sheer volume of maintenance that's required by vehicles and then by, um, where's my chipper at? Chippers, even trailers, and then I have a four-wheeler. And like this dumb trailer here, for some reason the charging system on my truck quit charging. And so now I'm having to charge it um, by my four, uh, my forerunner because I'm out in the middle of nowhere here where I park my equipment. Um, those are just minor things, but then like the chipper broke down two months ago and I had to have it repaired, which, you know, not only was a repair cost, but it was also a, um, a rental cost to get the job done. Uh, you know, I've been delayed on dumping this, which now it's all frozen in there, which isn't great. And I had to use my uh, flat deck trailer, my sled deck trailer to, to haul work from the other one. And then recently this truck here, which I had just spent money getting all put together and finalized and everything. The clutch went out, the valve cover gaskets need replacing, and the power steering pump leaks like a sieve. So... It's just not worth it to me now to repair this truck for the uses I give it considering it's a 460. So it's a Ford um, F350 dually 460 or the 7.5 motor gas. And it just doesn't get great gas mileage on it. Um, so it's hard to spend two grand-ish to repair the truck when you know, it, it could be better. So I, I ended up changing things, which you guys will see here soon. Now, don't misunderstand. This is not a complaint. I want that to be very clear. I'm not complaining about this stuff. I'm just giving you the realities of what goes on when you own your own small tree service company. And these are just details you have to deal with. The good thing for me is that this is a slow time of year for me. So that means that I don't have to spend um, 
a whole lot of time trying to fight between getting the jobs done and the maintenance because I have enough time to get the jobs done. Now, there is always a balance to be had because if you wait too long, the jobs can cancel on you or different things like that. You also have to get your paychecks in to cover your bills and whatnot. But they're not, this time of year is not terrible. During the summer, it gets more difficult or spring when you have more work and you're trying to manage all the maintenance stuff. Um, getting yourself a good maintenance routine can help. It helps prevent a lot of frustrating things. Um, in fact, when possible, I try to schedule in a day during a certain week to get my maintenance done, at least do what I can. Um, take the trucks to get the oil changed. If I don't do the oil changes myself, which sometimes I do. Um, fix wiring like this uh, sled deck trailer. The wiring worked two weeks ago. Now the tail lights don't work. I've got to get that fixed. Um, you know, getting this thing charged and figuring out how to get the charging system on the pickup working so it's charging the battery as I'm driving because it should have been doing that and for some reason it's not. You know, just all these little little things, right, that you've got to do. So um, then there's the whole, the, the balance that's a challenge a lot of times is do you fix the equipment you have or do you shift to new equipment, right? Because the thing about it is, is that they both have their pros and cons, of course, nothing in life is 100% pros. Um, so like with this truck here, me shifting to a new truck, one of the things I have to do is I have to remove the crane and remove the bed and put it on my new truck because it's a setup that I really like and that's what I want on my new truck to be efficient. And sometimes the you have to invest up front to get the long-term uh, profit out of it, right? Or, or value out of it. So that's always a challenge that you're dealing with with all this work. And the question often is, is it worth it? Okay, well that really depends on you as a person. For me, it's worth it. I like working for myself, even with the challenges, which yes, sometimes I do complain about. Ask Poplar Mechanic on Instagram, sometimes I vent to him and he's like, yeah, get over it. You just gotta do what you gotta do. But, <laughs> and my dad too, shut up son, just, it's part of work, just get over it. And they're right, it is. It's just what you have to deal with. And anybody you talk to who owns a company deals with these same problems. Now, the bigger the company, the more credit accounts they might have, or they might have their own um, mechanics on staff, or maybe they have a, a worker that works for them that also works secondly as a, a mechanic when needed. And so they just pull them off of jobs and have them do mechanic work when they're slow or whatnot. So there's varying factors there, right? Um, it's, it is more of a challenge when you're the owner and operator. So like a friend of mine owns a small tree service company. It's three guys basically. And he's the salesman and mechanic and two guys are out doing the work. So that makes it a little bit easier for him. For me, it's usually one or two guys. And um, when it's one guy, it's me doing everything. And when it's two guys, I'm still doing the cutting and trimming and that kind of stuff and climbing and somebody is on the ground helping me. So I don't really get to escape that too much, which can be difficult to uh, manage and, and balance at times. But once again, these aren't complaints. These are just helping you see the realities because I know a lot of guys are interested in starting their own tree service company so keep that in mind um 
having a network of friends is good not because you want to abuse them or anything like that but um i mean true friends like guys that you can rely on that rely on you so that you can help them and then they help you and because they understand what you're going through and you understand what they're going through and therefore not only does it build a camaraderie amongst yourselves but it also helps to make sure that you have a um, volunteer workforce or a workforce that's willing to drop stuff. Like one of my friends is a metal fabricator. I used to work with him and he charges me to do stuff because he's a business too, which is fine. But he usually gives me a discount rate and he will oftentimes put aside a job he's working on to get my stuff done so that I can get back out in the field. So. That kind of stuff is really good, but don't go into building friendships with an idea of taking advantage of people. That's lame and it's not fair. Be a true friend and when you do that and you help them, don't be afraid when you have extra time to go help a friend out, even if it's not in the tree industry. And, and help them get their work done, show that you care about them, and then they'll return the favor very frequently, um, or most commonly, I should say. So just a few tips there with that. Hope that's um, beneficial to you guys. I have a lot of stuff coming up in this year. Um, I'm already uh, on to my third recording of Elevated Office podcast, so more podcasts are coming out more videos are coming out i'll have some climbing videos and um, technique videos more business tips and um, principles for small business owners and things for tree service work and arborist um, we'll be comparing a number of different things this season so don't forget to check out my new videos don't forget to please stop by and subscribe hit that bell beside the subscription button in youtube and you won't miss one video that i put out and also, if you haven't yet, go check out our GapArboristSupply.com. That's G-A-P-ArboristSupply.com. And there will be a link in the description of this video. And um, I think that you guys will really like the service that they provide. They're knowledgeable, super friendly, super willing to dig into whatever your problem is and help you figure it out. And they are a great company with very competitive prices. So check them out, Gap Arbor Supply. If you're in Gap, Pennsylvania area, stop by and check them out at their store and um, meet Ray and meet Kyle and, and get to know them. In fact, I haven't even met them in person, but you might be able to. So um, hope you guys enjoyed all this. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.